historian. He asked no questions. He went by the shortest line to find the man he wanted, and when he reached the objective he was instantly on the firing line. Words were rarely exchanged. In front of the veranda stood a sun-faded buckskin horse, ugly but as durable as leather. Its head hung low in utter dejection or relaxation, and only occasionally it shifted from foot to foot and squeezed the liquid thin dust into spurts of vapor. Perhaps those meager dust clouds, set up by the moving horse, provided the air with its never-dying scent of acrid alkali that stung the nostrils of the unaccustomed and dried the throat to a famine-strong sense of thirst. So intensely hot was it that heat waves rose even in the scant distance across the street, heat waves that made the roof ridges of the opposite houses run in foolishly uncertain waves. So consumingly dry was the air that the perspiration which started under the heavy leather band of the sombrero was dried to salt before it trickled to the chin. Algy's guest stirred it a little from time to time, even getting up and walking back and forth the length of the porch. Then he would come back and resume his chair beside the imperturbable sheriff. Algy did not so much as stir to roll a cigarette. He sat like a carved creature, except for that eternal tremor of his hands. It was the quiver of those fingers that so worked on the nerves of the visiting officer of the law that the latter had to rise now and then and make a trip up and down the veranda to pacify himself. Otherwise he felt that before long he, too, would begin to shake a little from head to foot. "'Now I'll tell you what really brought me down here,' he said after resuming his seat at the end of one of these trips on the porch. "'I have news about the shadow.' As he delivered the words, he leaned briskly forward with his hands clapped on his knees, very much as a man looking to see the effect of a shot on a target. But Algy did not stir. He only moved his misty gray eyes toward Federal Marshal Jeff Hall and nodded. "'Is that boy at it again?' he asked mildly. The Marshal settled back in his chair with a sigh. It was like the escape of air from a punctured balloon. He seemed to grow smaller in size. "'You beat me, Algy,' he said at length. "'I sure thought that that news would wake you up and start you talking.' "'I'm tolerable wide awake,' said the gentle old sheriff. "'But how come you to be sure that it's the shadow himself?' "'By the horse,' said Marshal Jeff Hall. It's the same dappled chestnut, finished off with dark points. His own horse at that moment danced into view, sidestepping at the hitching rack where he was tethered. It was a slim-legged bay, with the head of an Arab and the Arab's human bright eyes. Steady, Mary, said the marshal soothingly. I know, Algy, because I give him a run with Mary, and the shadow walked right away from me on his red chestnut, I seen the hoss tolerable clear. Yep, it's him. The sheriff clucked to himself in quiet surprise. Him all healed already. Why, the boy said he left a trail of murder a mile wide. I thought it'd sure be a long time before he was around again. Healed already, exclaimed the marshal. 
Why, man alive, it's full two years now. Two years, said the sheriff. You don't tell me. <laughs> Why, it don't seem no more than last week, hardly. Two years. He seemed so taken with surprise at this matter of the intervening time that all thought of the shadow himself had passed from his mind, and Jeff Hall, with a frown, leaned a little forward and stared sternly into the face of the old man. Ever and anon, persons were in the habit of staring at Algy Thomas in this manner, as though to see if the imbecility of age had not at length gained a grip upon him. Such news as the marshal gave should have made the sheriff pass his hand toward his gun and jump from his chair. There was only one shadow, and that was synonymous well-nigh with the devil. From hold-up work to safe-blowing there was nothing that